Welcome to The Table, a place where stories are told, life is shared, and our hope is that you'll leave full. We encourage you to sit back, pull up a chair, and enjoy the conversation. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of The Table Podcast. I'm your host, Drew Phillips, and joining me around the table today is Trevor Oaks. Welcome, Trevor. Hey, how are you guys doing? Doing well, doing well. Thanks for taking some time to join us today. Uh, why don't you let our listeners know a little bit about yourself? Yeah, so I was born in Denver, Colorado, and love to claim that as my heritage. And I have a wife, beautiful wife, and two kids. We've been doing ministry for about 16 years now. If you count college and all the stuff that you do when you're in college, I've been 20 plus years in ministry and two great kids, um, fifth grade and seventh grade and just loving life, man. Nice. Where'd you go to school? Went to Ozark Christian College in Joplin, Missouri. Okay. So my mom and dad met there at school many moons ago. My brothers went there, and we have a whole family of ministers who graduated from Ozark Christian College. Very cool. What do you like to do uh, when you're not uh, here at the church? Um, What do you like to do? I I totally love art. Mm -hmm. I love to uh, paint, watercolor, draw, do all that kind of stuff. I love the outdoors, so uh, we mountain bike as a family. Long long time ago, we kind of decided that um, we wanted to pick one thing that everybody in our family kind of enjoys. And so that ended up being mountain biking. Okay. And so um, around here may not be a lot of mountains, <laughs> but there are some pretty sweet trails. And so the amphitheater has okay. some good riding there. And, and we go and we can do a couple laps there and have a good time. So nice. various amounts of things. I really enjoy lots of things. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, to to Trevor's being very modest here. He is very good at watercolor and painting. Um, I got to give him a shout out. Uh, t- two Christmases ago, I had him paint a picture of the house I grew up in for my parents, and it was their first Christmas um, outside of that house. We'd lived there for 30 plus years, and they had just moved out of it, and I had him paint um, a picture of that. And he did such a great job that, uh, when my mom opened it, she cried and I won the Christmas that year, best like gift, best right? gift. It hangs in sometimes she walks by it and still cries. Gift. And so I owe that, <laughs> it's still um, I, I owe that to Trevor. So if you do have a painting or a picture that you would like for him to do, um, very gifted, very talented, would encourage you to, uh, to talk to him about that. So you are our teaching and youth pastor youth pastor, teaching pastor, however you want to... Uh, I would say student and teaching. Student and teaching, because... Yeah. I don't know why I hate the word youth. It's the same thing. It means thing. the same thing, but student. doggone it if I haven't tried to, to change yeah, that. Yeah, and I, I appreciate you correcting me <laughs> on that. So you're a student teaching pastor. Um, kind of tell us, how, how did you get here? What does your journey in ministry look like um, coming here to Calvary? Yeah, man. So... I would even go back. My my eighth grade year at at camp was super um, church camp, mm-hmm. summer camp. Okay. Was always really motivational for me, um, uplifting and big part of my life. And I remember and 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 take into account that I had older brothers choosing to go into ministry. Um, but in about the eighth grade, I said, you know, 
think I want to do student ministry, think I want to do youth ministry um, with my life. And so all the way back to Rich Mullins playing step by step, you lead me, I came forward, bawling my eyes out <laughs> like your mom at the Christmas <laughs> gift. And, uh, and I decided to go into to, to ministry at that, okay. that time. Um, since then, I've always been just a huge fan of, of the student culture, the in, impressionableness uh, of a student's heart, and um, I, I think they can do big things, mm-hmm. huge things, and if you can grab hold of their heart, allow them to see the gospel as interesting early on, then mm-hmm. that's huge. And so um, I started fresh out of college at a, um, a church that my grandma grew up in, my, okay. my mom grew up in, and so... Um, uh, through the years, they had exploded and became, um, in that time, a, a small mega church. Okay. And so um, Longmont, Colorado, okay. LifeBridge Christian Church, uh, started out there as an intern and uh, loved it. So uh, I was solely student intern there. Um, at the conclusion of that internship was about when I met my wife. Uh, we went on a blind date, and so that worked out. Yeah, congratulations. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, hypnosis or something. I don't well, know had a, what it was necessarily. A, but head full of hair at that point. So you were I, I've always had a professor that said, you know, you will get the youth minister blessing, which is, you know. Marry up. You marry up. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, from that time where we kind of courted, dated, and I ended up taking a, a church in uh, Virginia, okay. Charlottesville, Virginia. Very small little church and uh, grew little um, youth ministry there. And then we moved to Topeka, Kansas to a little bit larger church. And um, those were probably the most spiritually mature kids that hmm. I, I came across. I think in ministry to date, there is maybe 12 kids from that youth group, um, wow. little church of 400, wow. and uh, 12 kids who have gone off and, and to do great things or married pastors or are involved in ministry somehow. So that's awesome. That was a, a rare place yeah. where, um, you know, there's depth and, and all kinds of stuff already there, a culture of, of student ministry already there. Mm-hmm. So from there, uh, I moved back out to Colorado to that church I did the internship with. I became the head of student ministries there. Okay. And um, at that time, they were experiencing a little depression in their student ministries, was able to speak some life back into that and watch it grow. Uh, that was a blast. And then uh, from there, we went to Kentucky. Okay. Uh, we are in Kentucky for uh, three or so years. At a great church there uh, as well, and at that time, uh, being out in Colorado, we noticed how much we missed family. Mm. Um, Alaire was born in, in Colorado, and so um, both Cassie and I just truly loved family. Um, wanted our, our kids to be able to know their grandparents, and uh, at that time, my dad was ministering up in Wabash, Indiana, okay. and so um, the move to get closer to Cincinnati, where Cassie's parents are... Okay. In Wabash, where where my parents were, um, just made sense. Yeah, and so we made the leap um, back to this area and ministered there in Kentucky. That's where I met Daniel. Okay, uh, Daniel coached my my son almost from the first month we arrived in Kentucky. Um, we we got an upward soccer and Ellis um, just enjoyed that season. And mm. so, what by the end of it. Uh, Emily and Cassie had kind of hit things off, and, and, and our families were getting together and, and hanging out after soccer. 
Uh, Daniel was a student pastor at, at UK, and so we realized that a lot of campus pastoring and student pastoring are very similar. Hmm. And so um, it just was a good friendship. Yeah. When he moved up here, it, it was natural connection to move up this way. Um, all along the way, uh, when the, the lead pastor has been gone, I've always taught okay. uh, in the main room, uh, done sermons in that um, several times. In Colorado, I was sat on the, the teaching team, okay. uh, developing sermons and things. I didn't teach as much in the main room there. Uh, we had full-blown student stuff on our end every morning, and okay. so it would have been really complex yeah, been to, to do. To have done that, but but all, all along the way, I've always um, really enjoyed teaching to the adults. Um, I feel like what it really helps with is letting parents see my heart uh, as I'm ministering to students. And yeah. so uh, they can see that I'm not just um, having fun and playing crazy games and doing things like that. There's some heart behind it. Yeah. And if I have the ability to teach an adult, uh, then I think students will be able to, well, that parent will be able to see how my student can grow in the midst of this ministry. Yeah. So That's awesome. That's awesome. And then, so you came here and you've been here about five years now. Is that right? Yeah. So April will be five years. Okay. So wow. Four Very years, cool. April, five years. Wow. Very cool. Very cool. So one thing that I know about you, Trevor, is that the uh, scripture has always been a, a formative piece of your walk with God. Um, and you have memorized scripture memorization has been a um, a practice that you've used um, through most of um, your adult life, maybe even some when you were a student yourself. Um, tell our listeners a little bit about uh, how you uh, started on the scripture memorization, what what kind of things you have memorized, and the importance important role that's played in your um, walk with Jesus. Yes, yeah, so my dad is a, a pastor, so I've grown up in the church, um, lived my life in the church, um, gave my life to Christ at seven, you know, was baptized, and um, so I, I've done this thing for a long time, mm-hmm. and what I noticed was when I was having spiritual depravity, when I was um, not, in, not necessarily not in a good season of life, but um, I, I don't know how a youngster reads the Bible with depth and meaning. Yeah. And so whenever I would notice that um, Bible reading wasn't important to me, um, which I'm not a reader, I'm not a book lover, I'm not a person who's going to read a lot, but um, the the Bible's always been, like you said, very important and influential to me. And so that would be how I got myself back into the Word. Okay. I would choose to memorize, and and how I'd do it, I I would choose large chunks of Scripture to memorize, and I would give each verse a day. And so I'm going to try to memorize verse 1 this day, and through this month I'm going to memorize these 30 verses. Okay. And so that's that's just how I would break it down. It would give me a goal, a reason to get into the Word on a daily basis, mm-hmm. and and by the end of it I would have a collection of, of Scripture memorized. And so I've done that all throughout my life. When I notice I'm in a lull spot, I'm having a little bit of a, a hard time, then, then I'm like, I'm just going to go memorize chapter of scripture. Very cool. Has there been any particular one that's been more, that you've found more helpful in those times that you've memorized or things that you pull from a lot? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why, why we do that, but we do definitely gravitate towards a verse, right? Mm-hmm. Or a collection of verses. And I've found that, uh, I think Philippians 2, 1 through 11 is like this, 
great words to a leader. Okay. Like anybody wants to step up into leadership, this is like the characteristics that you mm. need. It's an encourager. It's this un- unity with um, with Christ. It's the example that Christ is to be selfless, to lay your life down. And so probably Philippians 2, okay. 1 through 11 is, is always kind of been right there. Yeah, cool, cool. Now you did something new this last year that you hadn't done previously. Is that correct? It was, I, yeah, so I haven't read through the Bible since probably college. Okay. So, so tell, so tell the listeners college about for a while <laughs> and probably haven't read straight through the Bible, yeah. every book for a while. So, so you did that last year. Tell our listeners kind of what preempted that, why you started uh, to do that. And then, and then we'll kind of go from there. Yeah. So I'm, I'm in a different stage of life now. Mm-hmm. been a minister for a long time. And I was just noticing um, my tendencies to lean away from the Old Testament and maybe not uh, speak into those. So I wanted to relearn, hmm. like, what what's the stories, what's the connections, um, and, and to be able to have that, that the fondness of all Scripture. And so um, I knew, much like Scripture memorization, I was going to need a plan. Hmm. I would need something to help me keep on track and keep on base. And so um, during a winter retreat, I'd given my, my old Bible away to a student, um, and it had so much stuff in it, right? I just one of those moments where I was like, here, you can have my Bible. And I was like, what did I just do? <laughs> I gave away notes, underlinings, you know, highlighted pages. And I was like, man, I really wish I had that Bible back. But I bought a new Bible, and in the front of the, the new Bible was this reading plan. And I, I like the New Living Translations. You know, that's kind of like a, your favorite verse. People mm-hmm. have different translations that they like to read in. Yeah, I have memorized most of my stuff in probably the, the New International Version. But this was a New Living Translation, and in the front of it, there was this um, Old Testament, New Testament, uh, Psalm and, and Proverbs reading plan on a day-to-day basis to get you through the whole Bible in a year. So I was like, man, well, that's sweet. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to do it. Yeah. I'm just going to commit to it. And I had a, an accountability partner. Um, uh, Trent would, was my accountability partner uh, through the process. And so um, I would just, on a daily basis, kind of kind of read through that. And my plan was, like, I want to read every word. Where in the past, you know, I'm like, ah, it's kind of boring, or I'll skip this uh, section. Um, Especially in, like, numbers, right, when they're just going <laughs> right, through and listening right. through the tribes of Israel. Yeah, the, what I found was the, the Chronicles. The Chronicles, is, okay. is really not fun to read. But um, so there would be times where you know, we're busy. Mm-hmm. We're pastor uh, life is, is um, busy, busy mm-hmm. seasons. And so there would be times where, like, four or five days go by and I haven't read and there's reading for every day. There's yeah. good reading for every day. And I don't know if I mentioned this, but I'm not a huge reader. And so I would get to Fridays, my day off, and we homeschool. And so um, my kids would be doing school, and I'd be doing school. Yeah. So like now I'm just clipping off yeah. hours at a time of, of readings, which almost was kind of a cool way to do mm. it, too. So my goal, again, that first time I, I read through it was it, I wanted to read every word. Yeah, And so... Um, so I did it. It would yeah. it would take a long time. Sometimes you're you're piecing together longer pieces mm-hmm. and really getting like, oh, I'm seeing I'm seeing how all this is forming because yeah. that's how stuff was written. Yeah. That's the intention behind how a lot of the books are are written mm-hmm. is is not to be broken up and segmented. But 
So yeah, so I, I would I read through that whole thing. I had great accountability. Uh, I had a desire behind it. Yeah. I I wanted to do it, and so um, man, it was amazing for me. So here's here's what happened through this through the year. Um, I would just make these connections. So you, you get this passage of Old Testament scripture mm-hmm. and a passage of New Testament scripture, and the amazing thing was I was like the the moronicness of the Israelites yep. through through their lifetime. Mm-hmm. And then what the New Testament teachings and encouragements that you would get, I'm like, dude, those match up. Hmm. Like there would be so many times where like, you know, the Egyptians are fleeing Israel or something like that. And the New Testament reading is God freeing you from your sin, your slavery. Your, yep. And I'm just like, how does that even work? And hmm. so it's like this reading plan that they you know, have signed up that you're going to read this and you're going to read this. And and those two things would often, so often, like cross paths, and I'd just be like, those connections are amazing. Yeah. And so while while I'm reading this, I'm like, if if this is so good for me, Mm -hmm. and and if I'm a pastor um, who who likely uh, hasn't read through the Bible as much as I should, then how many more people are there like me yep. within the life life of our church. Yeah. And so probably leading to the next question, yep. jumping the gun, yep. getting ahead of things and stealing your mic time. No, no, you're good, man. This is the thing. When you get when you get a bunch of pastors on here, we just talk, right? <laughs> just, and so we yeah. just get going. And so um so that's great. And one of the things I loved to hear was is how you saw that lay on top of each other, how you saw the Old Testament teachings and stories and the New Testament kind of come together and do that. And one thing that we'll do um, in the show notes of this podcast, we'll li- have a link to that Bible reading plan yeah. that you have. So if that's something that our listeners are interested in or something they want to dive into, um, it's something that, that they can find right there and download it. It's free um, yeah. online. So we'll put a link to that in the show notes. Um, so coming off of that, it was a valuable year. You were able, did, did you read every word? I did. I was able to um, really, really enjoy it yeah. and really read every every word of of God's truth yeah. in Scripture. Yeah, that's awesome. And so, so finished up this year, and then said, "Okay, what's next?" And so, what what did that um, kind of as you were leading into there? What 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 are you doing now? What are you doing this year? Um, is it something you're going to try to do again, or what's what's your plan? When I was at summer conference for high school, so the first week of July. I was thinking, man, you know, I have several leaders who who now I've been friends with, uh, who who have come along, and and I get to watch them, you know, guide and mentor and speak into life of, of students, and so that's really fun. But I'm also like, you know, I'm I'm kind of their pastor too. Mm-hmm. I kind of kind of speak life into adults based upon the nature of how often I get to speak in the main room, and and so I was just thinking, man, I think I think. And and this is not necessarily true, but I feel like one of the things Calvary could could use some improvement in is maybe uh, some heart behind discipleship. Mm-hmm. And so, looking at my own self, evaluating that in my own life, I don't have a lot of people that I'm saying, "Hey, come along on this journey yeah. with me." Um, this is uh, we're co-laborers in this. Mm-hmm. I'm not better than you. I'm not better than anybody. And uh, and so, as much as I need this, mm-hmm. you need this. And so. That was just something that prayerful reflections at summer conference, and then I was just still thinking, I got, I got to get through this. I'm, I want to read every word. So uh, by the time I got to August tenth, um, I had texted some men mm-hmm. and, and said, "Hey, 
I'm I'm reading this uh, yearly reading plan, and it's been really amazing for me. And uh, it's, it was about eight or nine men that I texted and said, "Hey, um, we we have some sort of connection mm-hmm. in life. We see each other on a fairly regular basis. A lot of the people in my small group, okay. um, to a couple of my leaders, and um, just some some men that I thought, you know, they could use." probably, uh, this, this time of getting into God's word. Mm -hmm. And and so, um, I just threw that challenge out to those men. Hey, you want to come on board with me? And, you know, I thought, I thought, well, maybe one or two of them might, might do this with me. I'm going to get a lot of no's. Um, but I was surprised. And so there's, um, seven of us who are going through and reading this on a daily basis. We check up with each other, send each other a little text of uh, emoji graphics of scripture and a check mark, yep. and and um, just kind of challenge each other and keep each other accountable. Yep. So it's been good. Yeah. So with the group of seven, so you've got this text message going. Um, is there any hope or plan of 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 what discipling them through that a little bit would look like, um, or is it something right now that you're just hoping? just the daily accountability of it, and then it will grow into more? What are your thoughts about that? Yeah, so that wasn't obviously the intention behind it yeah. initially, um, but that, you know, the Word of God is living and active. It's sharper yeah. than any double-edged sword. It penetrates into our hearts, bones, marrow. It gets inside of you, and so there was intentionality there. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, you know, I don't, I wish I had more time, but I don't have the time to to fully like say break it down for everyone. This is what yeah. today's scripture meant for, it, but but God's word does that mm-hmm. on its own. And so I knew just if 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 one if these guys will hold true to it, yeah. if they in which they have yeah, most of awesome. them have been so cool. really dedicated to it, um, then that that will do good on its own. And so the plan currently, or uh, what's formulated into, yeah. is that. Uh, we'll get together uh, when we do. Like I said, there's multiple ones who mm-hmm. are in my small group, and uh, then there's a couple of them that that I've just naturally already met with yeah. on a, a pretty regular basis. And I wouldn't say it was discipleship, probably more accountability okay. um, partners. Um, and so now it's become, hey, let's let's break this word for each other. Let's talk about it yeah. a little bit more in depth and. And those couple of, of friends, um, whenever we do text, mm-hmm. we're, we tend to text more uh, about the scripture that yeah. day, make fun of some of it, <laughs> some of the Israelites, yeah. dumb foolery yeah. uh, or whatever. And so, um, but, but we tend to, to, to look at the scriptures on a more deep basis. Okay. So if I see anything there, it would probably be those okay. two primarily. Yeah and encouragement for yeah. the others to really get something out of it. Yeah, yeah, and that's great. And I hope that um, our listeners today will will take this to heart. And one, if they feel the Spirit kind of leading them to, hey, this is this is something that, that, that is a next step for you, something that you can do to grow in your walk, that you'll do that. But not that you'll just do, do, do it by yourself, but it's something in a journey that you'll take with multiple other people that you'll think, hey, who are two or three people in my life that could do this with me that could not only help keep me accountable to it, but also if there are questions or things that come up, it's something we could journey through together. Um, it would just be a great way for our people and our listeners to um, to spend some 
time in the Word and do it with others instead of it being this isolated event or thing that we do by ourselves, but to do it with others. So I encourage our listeners to do that, to go ahead, to download that plan um, off the show notes, but then also to find a group of two or three that you can you know, check in with occasionally, have some accountability and, and to go deeper with. Um, so, yeah, and I know we've we've talked about this a little bit before, and and everybody's a little bit different, right? Mm-hmm. I think one of my hesitancies on the front end was just the fact that you know people have their own plan or their own way of doing devotions, yeah. and I just decided it doesn't matter. Yeah, I, I'm just going to invite them into reading. Some some men aren't really good at reading, and so you talked about this at one of the last men's breakfast. But a um, couple have gotten into the dwell, okay. that dwell yeah. app, yeah. and ha- have really found some enjoyment in that. So even if you're not a huge reader, yep. it, I'm not a huge reader, but God's word has always been something that I can read and get into. Um, but there were some men who were just like, I, I just can't, I don't have the time or, yep. or find the way to. But this dwell app is kind of like. Uh, it reads scripture for you. I have I haven't listened to it, yeah. so you may be able to describe yeah. it better. Um, yeah. So the so the dwell app we will link that in the show notes, um, and it's a scripture listening app that right now is just for uh, the iPhone. Uh, they are going to be coming out with an Android version of that. Um, but what it does is it just reads scripture to you, and so you can pick a book of the Bible and read, and it'll just read it. For you, it's got some music that's set to the background to make it a little bit easier so it doesn't quite sound like Siri reading it to you. Um, it also has some different voices, male and female, depending on, on what you like to listen to with some different accents um, as well. And then they have Bible reading plans in that. They as have well. an Irish accent? Uh, I don't know. They've got, really? a, South, they've got a South African accent, really which like is pretty, I think it's Gregory's. It would be weird if I just started talking in an Irish accent. It would be. It okay. would be a little bit weird. Yeah. Dang it. Um, and we uh, and so I would really encourage you guys to download that app um, again. Also, if you just want to do the parables of Jesus, you can do that. And so um, I appreciate you bringing that up because it is a good a good avenue. Um, if you spend a lot of time in the car or traveling, if you have a commute to to get into the Word that way, because as you said, orig- the original, especially the New Testament writings, um, were letters that were written to churches that were read aloud. So they were written to be heard orally and not just read. And so, um, so I encourage you guys to, um, to do that, um, as well. Um, final question that we have that we ask, um, all of our guests is what is one idea or a question that you would like our listeners to be able to wrap up with them and to take home? Yeah, I just feel like the value of scripture is just really so important. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I feel like, you know, from the stage, often I will always challenge people to memorize God's word. Uh, hide, hide your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. The more more scripture I know by heart. And, and here's, here's my heart behind that is um, we are more readily available having scripture with us, you know, in our pockets and stuff. But you don't always have that. Yeah. You don't always have the ability to have uh, scripture right with you. And I think that that's why God wants us to to know it um, by heart, so it's changing our heart. And when we're out and about in the midst of stupidity or in the midst of our, our failures and temptations, um, the more scripture you have bound to your heart, the easier it is to step aside from, from that and, and get away from it. And so the, the just the value of, of scripture, yeah. um, the truth of it, and when we put our lives on top of it, beside it, mm-hmm. um, it really can correct change and, and grow our hearts. So. Yeah. Well, thanks. I appreciate that. I appreciate the challenges today. And Trevor, thanks for joining us around the table. Yeah, absolutely. Have a great day. 
Thank you for listening to The Table, a podcast of Calvary Church in West Lafayette. Music was provided by Heath Bentley. For more information, check us out at yourcalvary.info.